What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Lita Johnson, and um, I wanted to get more of a, um in-depth with high school basketball talk. A lot of people been like, where you been at? I just been, you know, I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot, man. I've just been um keeping my focus, moving to Philly. And it's time, man. It's time. Now, I'm going to start off first by talking about a couple of things, a couple of recruits. Congratulations to Michael Brown Jones committing to VCU out of Philly. He goes over there with Bones, um, Adrian Baldwin. VCU is creating something over there. They're really doing some good jobs over there. So shout out to them. Shout out to Quinnipiac um, College, Baker Dunleavy, getting um, Ty Mushinery. Um, he's a good prospect, good small forward, go with Seth Pinckney. And they got some things going on with um, – a new transfer over there. I think Quinnipiac is going to be competitive. It's going to be something to see. Freshman impact is is different. I think in about two or three years, you know, looking at guys like Pickney and Shamiri, um, it'll be good over there at Quinnipiac. And he's a good guy. Dunleavy is a very underrated coach. He's from the Villanova bloodline. And that puts something big in perspective. Now let's, uh, let's go to a couple of places. Uh, I want to talk about Temple and what they got going. Lynn Greer is the big name right now. Let's just focus on that right now. Um, it's a big name to look at what could happen. Um, they got guys like Ty Strickland back, Jake Forster. I mean, it's been I mean, real good job by Temple after Fran Dumfrey left. Real good job. They're going to be very interesting. And I want to really see where they go from that point, how good they get, and, and um, what type of team they become. Penn State, another team, you know, we're talking about all that is going to be, you know, on a PSN talk. But let's talk about Duke and Kentucky. Let's get there. And Memphis, let's get there. Let's get there now. Let's get there. All right. Um, Kentucky, hey, Terrence Clark, Brandon Boston. Sound like an all-star team right there with uh, Cameron Fletcher. Like an all-star team. Lance Ware. Got the number one class in 2020, rightfully so. Lance Ware is a very good, versatile player that can play a big game. I think he'll surprise a lot of people coming out of Kentucky. He could even be one of those guys like Shea Gilders Alexander before he even was. Um, you know, you got a lot of guys that go to Kentucky and they get the big name like Hagens and Briscoe and Gabriel. And then it turns out it's just too overcrowded over there. Ware could be one of those guys that break out like Gilders Alexander did. Um, Fletcher, too. I think they're under the radar guys, real good talents, good recruiting over there by Kentucky. Terrence Clark and uh, Brandon Boston, man, that's 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 lethal. That's lethal right there. Just them two alone on the same squad. That's crazy. So you look at uh, Duke with Jalen Johnson, Jeremy Roach, and um, you got guys like Mark Williams and Henry Coleman, DJ uh, Stewart, who could all be committing soon. And Walker Kessler is another guy over there they could make happen for the 2020 class. Could, could end up being still an impressive class, but Kentucky could end up just being better. You know, it's just what it is. Now, if you look at um, a better recruiting class, not a better team, but that, that always remains to be seen until, listen, you look at these recruiting classes, it's like everybody's judging recruiting classes from commitments, you know, from commitments, like, the one-year commitments because one and done just so judges NBA talents. But if we look in the future, for the last 20 years, one and done's don't run the game. They don't do that. Ever since Kentucky started taking the one and done's, when they started taking them and making them popular, it don't roll like that. 
it don't mean that you're going to be a national champion because you got the number one recruiting class. It don't mean you're going to get there because you got the top five recruiting class. And that was what I just said. I said getting there. You know what I'm saying? So just remember that. Um, Kentucky just looks good right now. You know, Terrence Clark. And people saying Josh Christopher won't come. How come? That's a different type of, of uh, feel right there. You don't think Josh Chris, no, no Josh Christopher. How come? Could it be over for Josh Christopher? Could it be a done deal for Josh Christopher? I don't know about all that. If you look at Josh Christopher, he can play the four. He can guard the four. He can play the four. He's longer. He's more, he's more, he's stronger than Clark and Boston. So I just don't believe in all actuality that Josh Christopher won't be going. But it's not like it can't happen because Christopher might not want to play the four. He might want to play the two or the three. Could it work? Yeah, it could work. I mean, Josh Christopher can guard the four. He, he's explosive. Can't, too many guys are powerful to hold him in this today's NBA game. Position, positionless basketball. You put Christopher in there with Boston at shooting guard and then Clark at small forward or Clark at uh, um, shooting guard and Boston at small forward with Tide at center. Yes, I'm already saying Tide's a Kentucky Wildcat. I just don't think that's not going to happen. You, people talk about what about Cameron Fletcher. Guys like that will be on the bench for guys like Tide, Christopher, and Clark in Boston. They will be on the bench. And you already know that Ashton Hagen is your point guard. It's no, it's no, and they got Manuel quickly, so it's no, they're not even going for a point guard. They're not even going for a point guard. Jalen Green going there to play this. and No, Jalen, for one, Ashton Hagen, it could happen because Kentucky has crowded their, their roster with five stars and just put people on the bench like quickly. Look at quickly just sitting there, just not doing nothing. I know he's going to get a lot of time this year and because of the respect for Emmanuel Quigley, but he should have went to another school. I mean, it's just so many guys going there to Kentucky. And they have a, they have a you know, when they go to Kentucky, they, they're like, I can come out of here. Because you, you instantly go to Kentucky, you get the eyes. I don't care if he was a, you're a one and done or not, you get the eyes. And Quigley was a five-star. And now it's like, who is Quigley? It's crazy. Quigley is a beast. I'm surprised he ain't transferred yet. Now, when you look at this lineup and you look at uh, what's coming up, Josh Christopher is a guy that could ultimately not go to Kentucky because they kind of look like they got their squad. I just don't see that part happening. That's a different – now, if you look at this squad, you can't say this squad – everybody was like, oh, Jalen Green, Terrence Clark, Christopher, nobody – everybody just looking at Kentucky recruiting all these guys and then Christopher and Green like Kentucky. And I'm going to tell you the thing on Jalen Green in a minute. Um, but that's just how it is right now. Um, Duke is just doing what they do. Like, they don't care. They didn't even go after Jalen. They went after other guys. And guys that fit their style and guys are still elite. And so you got they got a point guard coming back in Trey Jones. So this is going to be a good battle when they come back because they basically both got two five-star guards that came back and stayed. And now you're looking at... Kentucky having Jalen Johnson. I mean, excuse me, Duke having Jalen Johnson. Duke having Jeremy Roach. 
And Stewart, I think that's it. That's it's a wrap. He's there. Henry Coleman and Mark Williams can both come in there and make something happen with Duke. Walker Kessler's another guy. I mean, they can get all these big guys that can really play basketball. For the first time in a minute that Kentucky, I mean, Duke has been so deep at, at, at with big guys, you know, some elite big guys. So just stay clear and, and, and things can happen. Zaire Williams, listen, Duke, that's the that's the wild card that can make this a little different. Zaire Williams commits with Jeremy Roach. And I think he will. I think he'll be a Duke Blue Devil. I think Zaire Williams is a Duke Blue Devil. He commits with Jeremy Rose and Jalen Johnson. That makes this a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. So we're gonna see a lot of things going on forward with just just recruiting. I think right now it's just Duke Kentucky, and then Kentucky getting Terrence Clark and Brandon Boston. Just got Kentucky on a whole nother. Then Lance Ware just puts them somewhere big. You know, as far as recruiting, they're hot now. Again, it's been, you know, a couple of years. I mean, last year they got some guys, but they weren't the hot ticket last year. The year before they got some guys, they weren't the hot ticket. Now they're finally for the, I mean, Terrence Clark is their biggest recruit in a long time. Not a long time, but it's been it's been a couple of years. It's been some a uh, couple of years, probably about four years since they got a guy that big. If I put it in the nail on the hammer, it's been about four years since I, I've heard the news of them getting this big uh, top guy. Now... We want to talk about um, other uh, teams like Oregon. Oregon, Scotty Barnes, uh, Dante. Oregon's going up to some guys. And they're trying to make things count. I think I just like how they recruit. I really do. I like how they recruit. Kyrie Walker, Arkansas. Talk to his pop, man. Shout out. I mean, his pop is good people's. They was working out too, you know. They was doing their thing, and yes, Arkansas is is a, they're trying to visit their schedule quick and as soon as possible. So Arkansas is in there, man. That they're in there is is a favorite for Kyrie Walker. Um, Shea Evans committed to San Diego State. You know, he had got people like Arkansas in there, but it came down to Boise State and San Diego State. I went up there to Newman Garetti High School, took some pictures, you know, talk with him. Live, live, um, live commitment, you know, on Instagram. It really just went up there real fast. And, you know, shout out to Newman Garetti High School who came out with Dada, Damir College, Roundtree, Villanova Commit, who became a champion. Good high school. If you're a ball player anywhere in the country and you want to go to a school that's good, you can go down to Philly and take your butt over there, Newman Garetti. Them boys know what they're doing. All right, now. Uh, he'll be good this year. I mean, uh, my top 100 is coming out, and Shea Evans is in there. The guy can score from anywhere. He's 6'7", length, makes it happen. Straight up, shout out to Team Mello, my guy, Dwayne Wife. Shout out to Shea Evans, uh, his, his father, and shout out to his mom. Everybody did a good job. It was just good, man. It's just good to see people going to college and, and doing their thing and their parents being there. Big time, big fan of the Evans family. Uh, big fans of Newman Garetti, man. Shout out. Philly, let's go. Um, Shout out to Merlin. And Shay's from Merlin. Shout out to Merlin, man. Got to shout out Merlin. Got the best seafood in the game, baby. All right. We coming to San Diego State is a, is a good. We're going to come down and break down a couple of things. I got a second part to this because maybe I want to break down some things. Yeah, I want to break down some things. But right now, I just want to go full throttle on Jalen Green real quick. Let's go there. Um... But we're going to still, here I go, I'm always hesitating, doing the hezzy step on people. 
we're going to go to Jalen in a minute because it's, it, it's, it's big news with Jalen. And I think people read, read my article, but they just don't really understand who I am, what I do. I have guesses. I have predictions through people. And then sometimes I get truths, automatic truths, right from a, a source that's directly involved and directly always correct. I will never put, put the name. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. I got too much respect for the people and the powers that be. Um, you go and you figure out a whole, whole thing with this uh, recruiting and K. Cunningham's Oklahoma State. That's it. Just no more to it. He was a blue blood at first, and all of a sudden, bing, yeah, it's the truth. The move was made, and he's making the move. Kind of like uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. and John Tay Porter. You know, they go follow their pops. Kind of like Reggie Perry going to Mississippi State. When people see their parents involved, they're out of here. USC with the Mobley boys, the elite Mobley boys. You know why they went USC? They ain't care about no blue blood. They ain't care about no blue bloods. Whatever. They ain't care. Moses Moody, um, Mount Verde, a five-star shooting guard. I just feel like he's a big-time player, and um, the recruiting's turning up, y'all. Moses Moody. We talking about Michigan, Florida, Ohio State, Arkansas. That's what we talking about. I was talking with Reem the other day. I was getting all the schools all wrong, man. We was talking on the phone. I kept on saying, was this school, this school, and this school? He's like, no, nah, man, it's this school. Like, man, I'm all tired of that. He was like, man, I done told this guy like five times the schools. I was so tired, man. I mean, I'm talking about football. Doing When you do both sports, people don't. Like, I look at the analysts in the field I be in. Them guys usually do one sport. Do two sports, man. I do more than that, but this is the one that gets the attention. I mean, I might update you on boxing. I might holler at you about the Flyers hockey. I might holler at you about Phillies baseball, but really, it's just football and basketball all around for me. Was the, the just just so dedicated to it. But uh, Moses Moody, yeah, man. I mean, Arkansas is still there. Arkansas is trying to make a move. Kansas is making a move on Moses. Uh, pretty soon, Moses is trying to get a visit to Kansas scheduled. So we'll see. I mean, how recruiting turns out. Scotty Barnes in Oregon looks like a, a school that's trying to snatch them. They could. Could very well snatch them. Greg Brown with Texas. But see, Memphis is coming. Nobody's looking at that. Jay, that's Jalen Green could commit to Memphis. He could definitely, it could be him. It could be Greg Brown and Jalen Green on that, on that squad for 2020. Then it starts to change. Things start to change. Memphis is focused on their starting five, which is a super starting five, and they'll be one of the best teams in the nation next year with Boogie Ellis and DJ Jeffries and um, James Wiseman, just to name a few. Oh, we can't forget Precious. I just can't say name a few and don't say Precious. I tell you what. That's going to be a good squad. They're going to really play good basketball. I can't wait to even see these guys play. Pretty good team. Um It's going to be something. Lester Q also on that team. Quinone is. I, I just think that's a good team. It's a good five. It's a real good five. It's a super five. And they're going to do a lot, but they're not finishing 2020. I mean, they're recruiting Dior Johnson also in 2022. You just have to look at these teams and kind of balance everything out. I talked to Scott Clark for NBA Draft from .com. The guy's a beast. Um, he does his thing. And 2022 point guard, he does have handles like Kyrie. He just reminds you of Kyrie. 
Alright. Now, Jalen Green. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Number one guy in the country for one. I just saw this the the at the Terrence Clark reclassified. He's in the top five, right? Let's listen to this. He's in the top five. Now, I now I don't have no biggie on, on I mean Certain guys, it's like the 2021 was between Terrence Clark, Kamanga, and uh, Jonathan Kamanga, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. I say Terrence Clark, but I don't go at people hard for picking Baldwin and Kamanga because they're so evenly matched. Like, I just pick Clark as number one. But Jalen Green is the best prospect in high school sports. It's almost a robbery not to have him at number one. It's almost a robbery. It's a even Mobley. It's a lot of guys six eleven doing what you know Mobley does. They might not be as good as Mobley, but they got the same skill set and they're doing the same thing. At six five six six, Jalen Green is going dunking over taller guys. He's going through them. He's shooting, and now you're talking about a guy that's six eleven shooting. He don't shoot as fluent as Jalen Green. He don't dominate a game like Jalen Green. Mobley's good. Mobley can be number two. I'll make him. He's number two. It's no doubt it's Jalen Green and Mobley before Clark got there. And I'll tell you why Clark is number two. Mobley is different. Mobley's a different. I mean, he's a new age big man. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is the first guy that came into the league that let that as a young center and started displaying that stretch five game, shooting threes. As a young guy, you we were talking about the old guys before then because nobody cared then. When Carl Anthony Towns came in, it was like, oh, this is a new generation. Centers were after that, it was like you know, centers were trying. But see, MB was shooting these three pointers. This is when it became popular, popular. Carl Anthony Towns put it on notice. When it became popular was when Joel MB was hurt and he was shooting three pointers in practice. And it was like, oh, he's shooting them in practice. And he started shooting them in the game. Joel MB makes being a stretch five center popular. So now everybody that's coming out that's 6'11 and 7 foot that can shoot, it's like they're putting them a little bit over people because they're displaying, they're, they're able to shoot that. If he's not shooting 45%, 40, uh, listen, if, if Evan Mobley is not shooting 45% from three, we don't need to be talking about that. If he's not dominating every game, when he's 6'11, he should dominate every game. Evan Mobley should score 28 points and 14 rebounds. Like he's not doing it. At 6'11, when you're talking about a guy at 6'11, you're talking about he got guard skills. He can shoot the three. He should be 28, 14, and three, four, four, five blocks. If you're 6'11, if you're not doing that, and you Jalen Green's the next one. Because he clearly at his size. Can't no big man stop him. Nobody can stop him. I don't care how big you are. 6'11", 7 foot. You don't even dominate the game. You don't change the game like Jalen Green does. It just don't even look right. You see the games he's playing. I don't go to all the games. I, I did a lot of Arkansas work, but I get my tapes. Smart guy. I holler at guys that are there. I get tapes. And then I look at highlights. And every time I see highlights, I see games. I see tapes. I see workout. I get workout tapes, which is some of the boring tapes, but you got to see how these guys work on their jump shot with their trainers. So I get those DVDs too. It's boring because it's like, man, they stop and they drink for a minute and they're, they're working out. And it's like a, they do the same thing over and over again. But you want to see these guys get fluent. You know, the Imani Bates tape, that was big. You know, that, 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 was, that was something that was sent and extended, an extended workout because you saw all that stuff on, you know, but extended workout was sent. Um, 
you see um guys like Sky Clark on highlights where he's doing his thing, but then you look at his workout tape. His man's working hard. You know, Bronny James. You look at his you get highlights of his they show clips of his workouts. These guys work hard. Moses Moody works hard. I mean, guys are working extra, extra hard. And it seems like Jalen Green don't get that credit. Jalen Green, let's just, just talk real talk because this is something big here. This is something colossal. Jalen Green was not rated as a star. And I'm going to start over because I've said this a thousand times. And, I, I yeah, I pat myself on the back because, damn it, that man is good. He was 16 for 15 to 6. And this man, Villanova gave him an offer. And I was like, who is this kid? And so I look him up. I see. I said, this guy's good. Who is this guy? He looked like Kobe Bryant. He's the next Kobe. No, it was no ratings to Jalen yet. I said, he's the best player in his class. And sure enough, he was the number one guy. But the time when people were saying Isaiah Tide. But then Jalen Green, that's another thing. Isaiah Tide moved too far down. Just, that, that's a travesty in itself. Isaiah Tide moved too far down. I mean, this guy's a, a top ten player. I just don't see what people see. But anyway, Jalen Green has been the same and gotten better. How do you say that all of a sudden two people are better than Jalen? Kay Cunningham, do you know how low he was? He's never beaten Jalen. He's always got sunned by Jalen. And you sit up, people, it's people sitting up here ranking him over Jalen Green. It's almost retarded. Retarded. <sighs> Evan Mobley is good. I love the Mobley fam. I mean, I'm not as close with them. I've talked with uh, their mother, and I've talked with their pop, Eric and Nicole. And it's just like, all right, it's a good family. Good Isaiah Mobley, to me, is, is, is the more polished. He's just so fluent. He can pass. He's so smart. He's a smarter one. But Mobley is the better with the highest ceiling. He has the most potential. He's long. He's, he's the best two-way player in, in the game, in, in high school. He's the best two-way player in high school. What he does on the other side of the offense gets you and dominates you. And then he'll come on the other side, chase you down, dominate you. He's the best big man. It was a power forward center. Mobley is that guy. But he's not better than Jalen. It's Jalen, Mobley, and it's not. It's Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher has been housing people. It's like they overlook him for being dominant. You know. But at the same time, I'm not really into that Josh Christopher thing or, 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 or like I am. Because I, I, I could take that. It's guys that I could say, okay, you want to say they over him? I'm not really over that. I mean, nah. I'm not really. The thing is Jalen Green. Jalen Green. I wasn't even listening. RJ, I talk stuff about RJ Hampton's the 2020 pit when he went to 2019 class. I was like, yo, he's the best. I can't see how, you know. Well, I didn't really get to that. I just said people have their opinions, but I feel like RJ. But with Jalen Green, I've had my opinions. RJ, this and that. Oh, this is my guy. But Jalen Green, I don't even understand. What are they looking at? Mobley is 6'11", guard skills, all that. Well, Jalen is a guard. He's smaller than all those guys, and he's dominating big guys. No big guy on the court can take Jalen. Nobody. Not one person. Mobley don't even dominate every game. Not even uh, percentages of his games. He just shows and impacts like he's supposed to, like a dominant center. But he don't, he don't dominate like that. He impacts. You're going to have to see Mobley on the court. 
He dominates, but not like Jalen Green. You know why? Because when you see a smaller guy dominate, it's better than seeing a big guy dominate. He has the length. He has the size. He's going to be able to get easier shots. He's going to be able to catch the alley-oop better. He's going to be able to do with his, with his wingspan. He's going to be able to hook shots you better. Jalen Green scores these points, and he ain't even 6'11". Can anybody tell me how it makes sense that Evan Mobley is over? And Evan Mobley don't even dominate like, listen, what I mean by that is, I got to say it again. And shout out to the Mobley family. Please don't shoot at me when you see me. It's not like that. And they just their sons. These people kids. So God bless them. The man is successful. He's going to be an NBA player. He's going to be a good NBA player. He looks He looks the part of a, going to be an all-star NBA player. Now, the man is 6'11". This is talking to basketball analysts. This is talking to the basketball world. He's 6'11". He doesn't dominate majority of his games. He doesn't wow. He just looks good. He's just a good player, and he is the number two player in the country. Then you can have your arguments about, but he's not better than, I mean, he's clearly not better than Jalen. He's just not. Look at the look, look at the games that Jalen plays. Look at the games that Mobley plays. Who dominates? Who wows the crowd? Everybody talking about oh Duncan. Well, shoot, six, Mobley's six eleven. All he can do, he ain't gonna just he's not gonna give you no jelly. He <laughs> he's not gonna just give you jelly most of his time to the court. That's not what he do. He's he's big. He dunks. He catch alley oops too. He just can't do it. it. Don't look that good because he's six eleven. He's not at six eleven. He's not even more explosive than Jalen. If you're six, remember Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was explosive like Jalen was when he go to the court. He gonna munch on you. He gonna he gonna move you out the way. He's gonna be powerful with it. When Mobley when Mobley dunks, it don't look like that. It just look like a dunk. It just don't. He don't. It don't look like he's trying to move or house nobody. But the man has finesse. He has guard type dribbling ability. He has a, he's, he has an improving jump shot and long range. He gets in there and he dominates inside. He can shoot outside. He's learning better as a passer. The man has unbelievable skill. But he's not better than Jalen. Why? Because Jalen can do everything and he's smaller. <laughs> he does everything smaller. Are we saying because Evan Mobley? Is 6'11 playing like a guard that he's better than Jalen, who's playing against bigger players and going through bigger players, shredding through bigger, shredding through teams? Mobley's not doing that. Games I get, I be really trying to see that because I really tried to, to, cause this is a this is a, a, a strong point of mine. So I really try to see that. So when I see it. And I watch the games. I watch the Compton Magic. I watch Mobley with his brother. I watch him even play his brother one-on-one in the little play one-on-one. And I've seen Jalen play one-on-one. This man cannot be stopped. Mobley can. So now we go to Jalen Green recruitment. Just want to get it out of the way. I mean, I'm just... Bottom line is, you see Mobley playing like a guard, but he don't even play. If he played just like Jalen and dominated and went through people, okay, don't dunk. No, since everybody talking about, oh, Jalen dunk, that's just so retarded to say. I mean, people are stupid retarded. Oh, because he dunks. Mobley dunks too. He just don't look as good as Jalen doing it. Mobley tried to, his wingspan, if he tried to lay up the ball, (laughs) he would look crazy. He probably would mess up. He's too long. And then the coach going to tell you, dunk that ball. He's 6'11". He's just not going through people like he's not. He's just not doing it. 
He's just not doing it. Now, uh, Jalen Green, Kentucky, Memphis. Uh, let's talk about the teams. I talked, I talked with a very uh, reliable. No, I talked with the reliable. I'm gonna start saying that the reliable source to Jalen Green, and um, you know, sat down, talked for you know an hour at the most, and um, just had a good, friendly conversation. And I was told if Terrence Clark commits to Kentucky, it's a wrap. No Kentucky. Jalen Green. So, as much as Kentucky wants to scoop up Jalen, it's not going to happen. BBN Nation. BBN, Big Blue Nation. Stop it. Don't even think about Jalen Green. It's not going to happen. Josh Christopher, it's up in the air. I think he commits. I think he can commit, but it's also, uh, if you look at the lineup, they might want to put Cameron Fletcher at the four, Todd at the five, uh, uh, J- um, Terrence Clark, Brandon Boston at the three, and, you know, go ahead and let Ashton Hagens run his game. It's a, it's a such thing as that. But you also can look at positionless basketball. If you can get Josh Christopher on your team, what he does, that's, that's how much of an impact player he can play there for. In the college, in the college game, he can play the four. He can play the four, and he can still score 20 a game. So we'll see what happens. But I'll keep you updated. I'm finding out more about the situation. But Jalen Green, the teams that are involved now, you look at Memphis. Uh, they just visited Oregon. I mean, they're still there. Um, Memphis, Oregon. In this order. In this order, it's Memphis, Oregon, Auburn, USC. You, this is it, and everybody's like, "Who's everybody has?" A, people don't understand this recruiting. Whoever's doing recruiting, uh, talk to whoever, all the analysts, whoever you want, you want to follow. I'm in depth with it. Like this is the real truth. This is not even. Come on, like I don't got to even prove it. Like, whatever, you say what you want. Jalen Green, everybody's number one. He likes Auburn. Is there, there, there's 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 play reasons. There's um, personal reasons that he likes Auburn. Um, Memphis has been there from the start, and now Memphis is like front. He's going there. Everybody like, oh, he's going to the Memphis event. That just means he's going there. Uh, that means it's almost a wrap. It's wrapped up. Oh, so stupid. Memphis has a chance, dog. They really do. They have a strong chance, like Auburn does. They got a strong chance, like Oregon does, and like Oregon. Oregon did a good recruiting job. They know Oregon gonna put him right there in the fold. He will start. It's not even if ands or buts. USC, ha! Everybody, ah, oh, not USC. How did, the man said he gonna visit USC, not Auburn. What the man said he gonna visit Auburn? <laughs> and we ain't talking about one visit. He talking about a couple day visits. He he trying to. This is how you. This is what should prove to everybody. He these everybody's number one. Kentucky was number one, and we're gonna see what happened with Terrence Clark. Uh, uh, Memphis. The reason why I said Kentucky is because Kentucky was recruiting them the hardest. So I gave them the leeway. Now it's Memphis is recruiting the hardest next after that. It's all about situations. They're letting everything plan out. They're sitting back, just looking, seeing what happens. And yes, USC can be a pick. Auburn can be a pick. Yeah, he can go there with Auburn, with Sharif Cooper. Anybody thinking about that? Oh, whoa. Yeah. Auburn developing a good recruiting class. Yes, that could be national. Any, any team you go to going to be national championship type of team. 
It's just the impact he has and the players that that, that, that Oregon has or Auburn has. Jalen Green makes your team that much better. They're their championship contender. And think about USC with Evan Mobley and Isaiah Mobley's not going to be a one and done. I don't see that happening. He could. I'm not saying he won't. Like, like absolutely. But I think it's a 50-50 chance. I think it's a 60-40 chance. Let me get that. 60 that he stays, 40% he goes. Because I just think he'll stay there and play with his brother. Unless he just has this unbelievable breakout season. And they put him in the top 20. And I don't think that'll happen. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I just think he's a good enough player to go there. But I don't think it'll happen this year. I don't think nobody has him on the radar yet. When he plays with his brother... I think that's when he'll be even more polished, another year in college, and boom. We'll just see what happens. He can definitely be a one-and-one, one-and-done, but I don't think he's even going to do that if he has a good season. I think he'll go in there and play like Reggie Perry had a good season. He could have stayed out. He did good in the combine, and he came back. It's a reason. He's going to start, and he's going to really have a – he's going to be a first-round pick in the 2020 draft, Reggie Perry. Um, Mobley will be a first-round pick when he comes out in 2021, period. That'll be him and his brother – It'll be great to see the Mobley boys come out. And then if you're looking at it, you got Jalen Green if he comes. If Jalen Green decides to come, that would be that. So why is everybody shooing away USC? That's unbelievably stupid. Unbelievably stupid. They have <laughs> they have a, a potential number one overall pick already on the team. They have the uh, arguably, uh, they have a guy that they call the number one prospect. He's the number two prospect in the nation to me. Don't take no credit away from number two. Number two. He's number two. Impact. 247 Sports calls Green number three. Jokingly, I always say that's joking. But Jalen Green is number one. Now, you'll see my top 100 prospects come out, and Green and Clark are one and two. It just, Clark is too polished. I like Mobley, but Mobley, it's a lot of stretch five centers. It's just, it's just, I'm just not impressed to the point to put him over a smaller guy that can do what he do and dominate the game as a smaller person. People that are big can do things like that. There's a lot of stretch fives out there now. There's a lot of stretch fours. Like It's nothing that's wowing me now. But when you see a little person that can jump up and munch over you, then pass the ball fluently, then shake and get through Power forwards, point guards, and centers, that's what makes it big. Jalen Green, out of all these teams, you are getting the positivity. I'm t- USC has a good, uh, I get from uh, the, the reliable source, USC has a good um, offense that really caters to Jalen. Uh, Memphis has been there calling Bree, calling Marcus. Uh, uh, Marcus is his stepdad, Bree is his mom. Calling their moms all the time during that. They laid off, though. I'm hearing they laid off. They have laid off to focus on their team. And, you know, I'm hearing Marcus understands that. I'm hearing he understands that, and you know, Kentucky's been doing it the hardest. Also, you're looking at Oregon. They've been doing a good job. Look at the visit. Auburn, you just had... That has to unfold, but he, he likes the way they do their offense. They can cater to Jalen. They always have good players there. They always go to the tournament. He really likes Auburn. And let's just keep this in mind. Bree, Jalen's mom, I have said this for months, does not. She wants to move away from the West Coast. So that's something to look at. But what you got to also understand is that it might not happen. They don't mean it's just going to happen. I mean, they don't mean nothing. They know Jalen, they'll, they'll be moving anyway because Jalen will be in the NBA soon, so they can go wherever they want to go. <laughs> they can wait. 
<laughs> so that's also been said. So that, I mean, listen, man. I mean, I mean that that's coming from my mouth saying that they can wait for the NBA. But what's been said is that you know, I mean, that don't mean that they gonna move. It's just the favorite of what the queen want. The queen want to move, dog. <laughs> the queen want to move, man. <laughs> you know us kings, like okay, whatever you say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's up in the air. And um that's the Jalen situation, people. Everybody's that's why everybody's number one. This is everything that I've heard. I actually this this is not no guessing game. This is not that type of party. So um everybody, y'all just gonna have to wait, but what I will tell you to end this. Memphis doing a great job, man. Memphis is unbelievable. I love what Memphis is doing. And they are trying, if they get Memphis, if Memphis gets Jalen, it's going to spark a lot of people to come. You know, and the same thing with Auburn. Um, same thing with Oregon. Same thing with USC. But right now, who's recruiting the hardest is Memphis. So that's who I would pick right now. But uh, I'll tell you like this. I'm recruiting based, I'm recruiting based on uh, who's recruiting the hardest. But it's something I have to say. I have to. This is how we're going to end this. This is the whirlwind. This is what everybody really needs to sit back and think. When he commits on the 25th, despite who I pick, it's going to be a thrill. It's going to be a thrill. And after he commits, I'm going to say, Ha! The thrill. The man has a college. The man has a college. Look at everybody. Everybody. Because the whole country is going to be thrilled to see him commit. It's going to be a thrill. That's all I'm going to say, man. And out of respect. Out of respect for that family. I'm going to let the thrill chill. I'm out of here, y'all. Follow the leader. This is your boy, Leader Johnson. Yes, sir. This is your guy, Lita Johnson. And I'm out, man.